as the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd echo in our minds, the need for the work our guest is doing and the vision she is creating is even much uh, more necessary. Natasha Scruggs, Esquire, and the Scruggs Law Firm are the forces challenging the outdated paradigm and guiding us legally into the future. We're going to get right into it right after this quick intro. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? And you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. And influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette, Charvette Mitchell. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, everyone, to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting live, live from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, but heard all across the world wide web. Dolls and gents, thank you for being here. You know, you know, the goal of my show is to motivate, excite, and influence. And we um, are so excited that you are stopping by and spending some time with us today. Um, we know also all across the web, um, you're getting notifications and alerts that the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show is live. Shout out to my sister, Kim, uh, hanging out over on Periscope. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Dr. Jackie is listening in from Facebook. I'm so glad to have all of you coming on in as we talk to my dynamic guest today who's hanging out in the virtual studio. So let me do a little bit more of a formal um, introduction. I'm telling you what, um, we are so excited that we have women of color who are dynamic and phenomenal uh, in law um, that we are able to feature. And, you know, we feature business owners. We sprinkle in some celebrities every now and again. Um, we absolutely talk to authors and speakers, um, but we are so um we are so excited when we talk to people who are really making tremendous strides and change in our community. So let me tell you a little bit about um, Natasha Scruggs Esquire. Um, she is the founder of the Scruggs Law Firm LLC. Um, I'm telling you what, she has a passion for fighting for human rights for her clients. Um, she believes that each person should be provided with excellent legal representation at affordable prices. And she understands the gravity of the mass incarceration crisis in Missouri and in the United States. Um, she refers to herself as a prison abolitionist. We're gonna get more into that. And she approaches each case each criminal case, considering the factors facilitating um, this system. And then guess what? Guess what? She's also um, going to be making huge strides and impacts in a lot of different lives with her new company, uh, Top Shelf Virtual, which includes virtual products. And her uh, hashtag Law Lab will help 100 students and working adults become attorneys. And her hashtag Level Up Kit will help 100 people achieve their biggest goals. That's who we have on the show today. Again, welcome to all those that are popping on in and coming on in. We see you as you're listening in. Let us know what city you're coming in from. Let us know where you are listening in from. We want to shout you out. Uh, so without further ado, coming up to the mic right now, uh, <laughs> Natasha Scruggs. Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. 
Oh, we are glad to have you. Such a dynamic young lady. Um, and so I just want to jump right on in. Um, so I love how you talk about um, your grandfather in, in your bio. And um, he made you all look up words in the encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how was that kind of how was that a catalyst for you at a young age? Well, you know, my grandfather, he went to law school and that was like he was the only person that I know back in the 70s that did that. And so he so he got his bachelor's degree on a scholarship. He got his master's degree and then he wanted to be an attorney. So he only was able to do one year based on like life circumstances, not because of like the the, you know, the curriculum. Right. But he had us in his 40s. So he was like real vibrant, you know, still like at it, still going to work, still doing all this stuff and he's he reads like 24 wow. seven. So I was that kind of nerd too. So when we were growing up, we couldn't say words like thing and we couldn't say stuff that didn't have the actual name of it. He would say, what is that? What is the thing? Like if you ask my brother, he'll tell you the same thing. And we were like, well, we don't know grandpa. And he would like go to the encyclopedia, look it up and, and come back to me. So I'm kind of, I look up literally everything. So if there's something that I don't know, I look it up. That's why I'm like shocked on social media when I see people like not understanding something and they just, they talk about it without even just Googling it. Cause Google, like we didn't have Google back then. You know, that right. was like 1994, so. <laughs> I am, I am with you. I am like, we can be informed consumers. We can be informed community center uh, citizens by just looking up things. So, and, and so this really, your grandfather really, really nurtured a household of, of family lawyers and, and attorneys. Yeah, I was the first one to graduate. My cousin, who also grew up in the same house, my first cousin, she graduated the year after me. And then my brother graduated the next year. So he's licensed in Illinois. And uh, he was working here in Missouri at the Missouri Scruggs Law Firm before. His name is Christopher Scruggs. Okay. And um, yeah, we basically beat the odds. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Um, and so um, there were two, there were two incidences or two things that really solidified that you should go in this path. And do you mind sharing, you know, those two incidences that were like, yeah, I have to go into law. Yeah, so I always wanted to be a lawyer. I used to play play court with my grandma and my cousin, the one who's a lawyer now. Yeah. Um, but then when I was in uh, I'm pretty sure I can't remember the exact age, but I was in grade school and mm -hmm. um, a family member was at the Jamestown Mall. It's a mall that's closed now in St. Louis. But um, him and a bunch of friends were about 13 and the police kind of surrounded them and told them because they were playing with silly string in the mall. Okay. And I thought about this because the way that uh, law enforcement approaches black teens or black preteens or black kids is always in a criminalizing way. Mm -hmm. so instead of telling them, hey, kids, could y'all please, you know, stop doing silly string? They were like cursing at them, telling them, y'all need to get the F out. Y'all mm. need to go um, get out the mall. So they said, okay. They were on their way out the mall. And they, the police were like taunting them, pushing them, like doing all of this stuff as they were walking out. Then mm -hmm. they grounded one of them, started beating one of them. The other one, it became like a big brawl of, of literal preteens. Wow. I to say that my my family member was a uh, adult and but he looked like a complete baby in the face. Mm -hmm. And um the result was it was holes in the wall, it was busted lip. I'm talking about kids beat. Wow. 
Then um, when and what I was, year was that? What year was that? I mean, I don't know exactly the year, but I would say uh, it didn't probably, happen yesterday. No, it was probably like 1998 or 19. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, St. Louis County Police Department, and then that same police department actually um, came to a a call. It was a mental health call, like a wellness call. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma's house, and then they um, tasered my uncle multiple times for like I think ten times the legal limit. And they put him on a stretcher on his uh, face, handcuffed. And then three hours later, they told my grandpa that he had passed away. We was like, what happened? Nobody told us anything. I was 17. I was out of, I was, uh, I lived there, but I was um, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. When I came back, I was like, wait, how can we do this? And I started researching. And I was like, oh, so they always do this. They kill people with handcuffs and get away with it. So. Mm. And you knew. Mm-hmm. to go into law. Now, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that with um, our, our listeners. I wanted to. It's actually tomorrow. It happened July 8th, 2008. Wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. So, uh, you know, for those that are listening and you might not be of um, the African-American um, color and, and you're you're wondering, what's the, what's all the riots? What's all the uproar? What's all, this is we've been dealing. We've been been. We've yeah. been dealing um, with this. So thank you for taking the route that you took. Um, and you actually call yourself a prison abolitionist. Talk, talk to us about that. Yes. And I will say my start with prison abolition actually happened with my uncle. His name is Samuel Du Bois, the one that passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, he told us about this a long time ago. So because his daddy was like that, they were kind of the same way where they would read They would read all the books, all the Martin Luther King books, the Malcolm X books. Um, they had just extensive knowledge at a very young age. My uncle was only 29 and I'm 29 now. Um, And so um, he told us back in the day that we should snatch the gold teeth out of people's mouths and get people out of jail with that money. And I'm like, why do we need to get people out of jail? He's like, Mm -hmm. like, Tasha, like you need to wake up. And I'm like, 11. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what do you mean? Because you know, they start the propaganda for the prison industrial complex very early. And mm-hmm. so they start teaching you bad guys. Like, if you look at the curriculum, like Texas um, Instruments and, and companies like that that make the public school books, it's all kind of saying the same messaging. It's saying mm-hmm. the bad guy goes to jail. They even put images of black people, black men, black kids, black women. Um, and they always have the innocent looking person to look a certain way. Right. So to uh, make me aware of that very early. So then I was already pretty much on that. I was like, okay, we need to get people out of jail, but I didn't know the historical context. So then when I went to college, I was a criminal justice major. I had studied criminal justice systems from all over the world. And I realized that our system has been taught to us like it's the end all be all, but it's actually not. Our system mm. of eight different ways that you can address um, address crime or address correction. So the they call it correctional officers and correctional mm-hmm. officers, but it's not correcting anything. Our system is based on punishment and punishment in and of itself does not help society, does not stop. As you can see, um, we have increased punishment, increased you know, uh, incarceration, yeah. crime has not decreased. So it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So it's doesn't make sense. So I, when I, when I studied that in my four years of college, I was like, oh, it's easy. I was like, yay. As soon as I tell people that it doesn't work, 
no. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna listen and they're gonna change, and it's just we're gonna change the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, they don't want it to work. Oh, they wanted to do this. Oh, they. This is not to, this is not to prevent crime. So that's why I tell people the reason I'm a prison abolitionist. Prisons are not there to prevent crime. Prisons are not there to deter crime. Prisons are not there to help victims. Prisons are there to punish and to also um, feed into the economy of the United States of America. And that's it. It's not doing anything to help any communities. So when they do stuff like today, the governor just signed a new law in Missouri um, to increase mandatory minimums and do all this tough on crime stuff that they've been doing since literally the 80s that hasn't worked. And And he says it. So what they do, this is the sick part. They will take black people's trauma and use it against us and say, well, look, black kids died over the weekend. So I'm going to sign this law for you so that you won't die. Right. But it's not true. You're saying doing this for that. It's not going to help us. It's not going to help the black kids that die. And I said a big part of prison abolition is you have to focus on, I call it the domino. So I say it's a million dominoes that fell on the domino, the last domino, which is the person who's quote unquote committing the crime, the person who's getting murdered by the police, the person who is impoverished. And I want to go all the way to the back, to the beginning domino, to when they defunded our schools, when they redlined our communities, when they, um, you, you know, they committed economic violence, they wouldn't yes. hire black people, they won't promote black people, um, all of these different things. And then if, if any if any black on black crime, that's what people use against me. What about black on black crime? If you talk about black on black crime, you're not talking about putting money into the communities that you're co- constantly depleting and taking from, then it's built in white supremacy. It's not a real solution. And these are talking points that have been happening since the 80s, since Reagan, since the war on drugs that literally don't work. So I feel like that's why I became a prison abolitionist, because it's not just about abolishing prisons. It's about abolishing the entire system that includes the school to prison pipeline, that includes redlining, that includes jobs, that includes all of these things that lead us up to this. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Dropping some. Listen, this is Oprah life class, like adult conversation. Listen, I love it. Um, Rita, shout out to Rita. She said, if I had if I had to do it over again, I would be a lawyer. And she's thanking you for following through. You recognize at the early age, and she's thanking you for following, uh, following through. Hello, Coach Andrea, uh, coming in from um Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so yes, so so much you just said. Like there was there's so much to unpack with what you just said. Uh listeners, if you're just coming on in, you're checking out the Charvette Mitchell radio show. We are talking to Natasha Scruggs Esquire, uh the Scruggs law firm. And so talk to us about your law firm. Like what are all the types of cases and all the types of things that you guys do? We do uh traffic tickets, criminal defense, or personal injury law. Uh we focus on making sure that we fight for people's rights because like I said, black people are discriminated against in every single sector of society. And that includes personal injury where you get injured and they, they historically, it's a, it's a um, study that black women get uh, less settlement offers or less money offered because number one, they don't take our uh, pain seriously. Mm. And, um, they don't value our life seriously. So uh, uh, as serious as others. So there's like a formula, and it's, it's really it's 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 bad. 
uh, formula that insurance companies use to value your life. So they're going to value how much you're worth to them monetarily mm -hmm. um, and how much you would have made had something bad not happened. And they use this from a minor injury, you know, like a soft tissue injury all the way to wrongful death. And they will they will literally value the life of a white man as a higher dollar amount than the value of a black woman. And they and they disguise it by saying, well, this is the money that she would have been making. Um, no, it shouldn't be the money that she would have been making. It should have been the money that she should be making. Right. All were equal. So right. it's just so many. So that's what I deal with. Uh, traffic, same thing. Uh, the, the, the officers will give my clients, my uh, black clients tickets. They will be more harsher on my black clients. They will also be um, harsher punishments. Criminal wise, like the the stuff, the the um, mitigating factors that I use for white clients don't work on black clients. So for a white client, I can say, look, he he didn't have his parents growing up. He came home. He has mental health issues. He's hurt. His wife just divorced him. I can use that, and I can get some good stuff for him. Now, what I try to do is I try to do my black clients right after and use the same thing because they they can't deny that. But right. say if you bring a black man or a black woman up there, they don't care that my black woman has five kids and she needs to get back home. They say that you should have the bail money. And so uh, being a prison abolition, abolitionist, one of the things I want to do is eliminate money bail because that's preying on people who don't have money. And right. you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, um, except... You know, if you don't have money, then you have to sit in jail. So it's just a whole bunch of issues. But that's what, <laughs> that's what you do. So and um, I love that you started out really your law firm. You were able to virtually have people. So you're, you're in based in Missouri. But the, the roots, the beginning beginning of it, you were a, a virtual law firm. So are you able to help those now that are anywhere in the United States or do you focus more on Missouri? I'm focused on Missouri, but um, I'm doing work, other work outside of my law. I have to practice law in Missouri, but I do other stuff in other states. So okay. I, now I am trying to get, um, I'm in the process of getting, you know, additional licenses, which is pretty because okay. I took the UBE. And so all I have to do is fill out the forms and make the payment. So now I'm trying to do that, but I want to be strategic about it and pick the right states. Absolutely. And I want to um, definitely shout out Lena had a, a great comment. Thank you uh, for listening in, Lena. Um, we never talk about crime happening in communities in communities which we live. So there's black on black, there's white on white, so much more. This is a great conversation. So thank you. Thank you, Lena, for that com for that comment. So um, Natasha, I am going to, before we go to break, we got a quick break, let people know how they can connect with you online, your website and all that good stuff. You can go to my when I where I do my community work is justassystem.org. You can go to that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Attorney Scruggs, or you can go to the at Scruggs Law Firm, or if you want to go to my where I do my virtual classes and stuff, that's at Top Shelf Virtual. Um, and then on Instagram, the same thing. Top at Top Shelf Virtual at Scruggs Law Firm at Attorney Scruggs. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Oh, on. Great. <laughs> 
connection points. And if you, um, I have tagged on Instagram, I have tagged on Facebook, tagged in a couple places. And of course, Charvette.com will give you a great connection point. The links to everything she just mentioned, you can get to from Charvette.com. So Natasha, I'm going to let you rest in the virtual green room. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we are coming back. Um, and listeners, um, this is such a great conversation to have. And I'm so excited that she has virtual offerings that we're going to get into with uh, top shelf because you know I'm a proponent of virtual courses uh, and my product and course academy um, which the enrollment closes tomorrow um, this is the last live enrollment of this the last time you can have me live for eight weeks in product and course academy uh, myacademy.biz is the sponsor for this show so we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to be right back I want to teach you a lesson you'll never Have you been thinking about creating your own courses or virtual products, but you don't know where to start? Are you tired of leaving money on the table and underutilizing your knowledge and skills? Let me show you how to monetize your expertise with virtual products and courses. Jump over to myacademy.biz. In this live eight-week course, I will show you how to create and deliver video courses, audio courses, ebooks, and more. Visit myacademy.biz and register for the next product and course academy where you walk away with the strategies and tools to create cash with your experience and knowledge. Visit myacademy.biz to get started today. All right, there you have it. So, um, yes, I want to see you in myacademy.biz. There, there it is. That right there. Uh, check it out. You've just got until midnight uh, Eastern time tomorrow to get into that. All right. So let me bring my guest back up uh, on air with us, uh, Natasha Scruggs. Esquire, the Scrubs Law Firm. Um, so let's talk about this helping 100 people become attorneys. So the law, hashtag law lab. Oops, and it sounds like the audio, I'm not hearing the audio. Okay. <laughs> so the law lab idea kind of originated for me doing a law camp. So I've been doing a law camp since Two months after I graduated law school, I did the first annual Future Lawyers Camp. And um, basically, I helped students from age 8 to 18 who wanted to become attorneys. Or even if they didn't want to become attorneys, they wanted to learn about the criminal justice system. And it was a it was kinesthetic learning. So it was more so of them physically doing the stuff. So I would have like a crime scene set up. I even had like a real uh, police officer. And he would you know, set it all up for them, have the lights and everything. And the kids would be all excited because, you know, you know, you have to get their attention. Yeah. Take them through a week long process where they actually go to a real judge. They argue their points. It's, it's really great. And I'm, I couldn't do it this year because of uh, COVID. And so I was trying to figure out what could I do that's similar to that. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. the law lab. And so basically the law lab is everything that I wish I would have had in high school, in undergrad, in law school. And it's teaching people because it's a long-term commitment. It's not a, okay, I just wake up the next day and I get it. You have to be very diligent. You have to know exactly where you're going. And I have the ability and the the gift of vision. So when people join the law lab, we have a community that people can join now. But the law lab course is about, it's like $300 course if you're an adult. If you're in college, it's it's 50% off. And if you're in high school, it's free because the high schoolers get their own little thing. Okay. Get their own section that they get to do. They don't get to do every, you know, every single. Right. 
<laughs> but um, when it comes to the law lab, it's teaching every single aspect of it. So before you go to law school, you have to do all of these different you know, scenarios. You have to do a resume. You have to do a cover letter. You have to study for the LSAT. And people don't know. And when people don't know how to do it, they right. say, I can't do it. Because so many people have told me, I wish I could have did it. I'm like, you can. Like, no, I can't. I'm like, yeah, you can. And I didn't realize that because my grandpa had already did it, it wasn't foreign to me. Yeah. I always knew. I just never questioned it, even though my high school, I mean, my high school teachers would say rude stuff or my, my college coaches would say, I can't see you as a lawyer. I was like, I don't need you to see me as a lawyer. I need you to coach me in basketball. I see me as a lawyer. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. Oh. I see a lot of people telling black people, especially that we can't do certain stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you've never done it, then you'll just say, I can't do it. They're right. So the law lab is supposed to be helping people doing that. And it's people of all races, but specifically I wanted to help black people. I actually want to get 300 people um, to become attorneys, but this is, like I said, this is a long-term process. I have people who are in high school right now. So if people in high school, they're 10 years away. People are yeah. seven years away. You know, so it's a, it's a long process. So you'll have you'll be able to see the fruits of all this work in about a decade. <laughs> right. but, but it'll I, be worth it. How can somebody sign up for the law lab? They can go to my they can either go to a, at attorney scrubs on Instagram and click the link because I have like a link tree yes. or they can go to Twitter and click the link in the link tree and then they can fill out or they can DM me and I can send them one. So that's pretty much where you can get it now because like I said, the actual course will be a 10 week course and then it's like downloads and that's not up yet. So, okay. No problem at all. And if you're hanging out on Charvet.com, the link tree link is right there. Or if you're listening later in iTunes or Stitcher or Spreaker or Spotify, the link tree link is, um, is there available for you. So um, the level up program, the level up program. And I am, I am so glad you are offering these virtual, um, these virtual options to be able to serve because I know your day is, is jam packed. You've got a You've got, you're trying to dismantle this whole system. You're trying to fight people's cases, get them more money because somebody hit them in the back. So this is like another way you can serve your audience and not have to physically be there. I am such a huge proponent. So business owners like take, like this is a perfect example here. Take heed, take heed. Um, let's see here. Can you put the information in the comments? Yes, Carrie, we, I will come back. Um, and you're listening on Facebook. I will make sure you have the link in the comments on Facebook. Thank you for that. She said, my God, yes, ma'am. Yes. Ma <laughs> All right. So that's the law side, but the level up program, which is more of a motivational webinar. Talk to us about that. So the level up is, is structured similar to the law lab in that it, it is a 10 week course as well. They can join the community. Like I said, again, they can join that now. And the level up is my baby because mm -hmm. I think that I have used these techniques to level up again and again and again. Yeah. Like I said, I knew I wanted to do this when I was five, when I was 10, when I was 15, when I was 20. And I and it was not an easy road. People don't understand what I had to go through to get there. Wow. Um, and so level up is split into six sections. And it's basically what I what I'm teaching people is the only thing you have to do is have a big goal. And this is only for people who have big goals. All right. Yeah. Right. Hashtag big goals. Wherever hashtag you are, Twitter, hashtag big goals. Facebook, hashtag big goals. Yeah. 
So this is only for people to have a big goal. If you have a big goal, you need to explicitly say that goal and have it on. Um, or I have a vision board back there. That's my vision board. <laughs> or you can put it on your mirror in your room mm-hmm. and read it explicitly out loud every day as it is so. Mm-hmm. Then you do things in each one of these six sections every day until mm-hmm. one day you get your big goal. And so it's kind of like um, it's a quote that somebody says that if you do certain things, then you will meet success unexpected in, com- in common hours. Oh. A common person who doesn't know what you've been doing at home will be like, oh my God, you know how people say you blew up overnight. Or, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's that. So it's like, you didn't, nobody blew up overnight. People mm-hmm. were doing things behind the scenes. So that's the sixth section. So the first section is, um, it's mental, emotional, and spiritual. So every day you do something, even if it's a little bitty step, to benefit your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. You know, I have a, and, and I kind of, like I said, I do this. I have a personal therapist. Mm-hmm. So that's one. I yeah. also read and I also meditate and I pray and do all this stuff. So that's that. The second one is body and physical environment. So body, whatever you want to change about your body, do it. I want to get new teeth. <laughs> Everybody got the new grip. Look, your teeth are gorgeous. First, of oh, all. lighting. Thank you for the lighting. Thank you. <laughs> and jeans. Thanks for my mom who's watching. Okay, okay. Good jeans. Good jeans. But say if you always wanted, I always wanted this hairstyle and I never got it. Or I always wanted to get my makeup done and I never did it. I always wanted to get it out there. Or I always wanted to lose weight. Or I always wanted to whatever it is. You 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 take a step to it. You just take one step and it's going, I'm telling you, it just transforms you every day. Then um, your physical environment. So this weekend I went and bought a brand new, um, like full length mirror. Okay. New curtains because I'm doing, I'm going through the level up process just like them because I have new goals. I have big goals now. I've hit these goals. I hit these goals at like 25 and I'm about to be 30 in November. So new goals and I'm like, okay. I'm going through the level of process. So I got new stuff. I got a new rug. So you just upgrade your physical environment, upgrade your physical body and your physical environment. If you need a new bag, you need to work some more hours or sell some more products and get you a new bag. Treat yourself like a king or a king and, 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 and prioritize yourself. So number three is education or self-study. So I had to go to, to, to law school, you know, and I have to, that's a, that's an important thing. So if you yeah. want to be a lawyer and that's where the law lab comes in. So in, in level up, mm-hmm. in addition to the eight, the 10 week module, we have weekly, uh, I would call them virtual consults. Okay. Virtual consults. So somebody who's an expert in this will come in. So I have people that are in my level up community right now that are also in law lab because they're in there for that that education component. Yes. If you don't want to be a lawyer and you want to be a doctor, then you need to get a doctor group or a doctor consult or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or I have a I have a black woman in there who wants to have own her own um, midwife company. Mm-hmm. And then I have another one that owns a real estate company. So wherever when it comes in the, the one that, that owns a real estate company, she's she's getting her real estate license. So that's self study and she's gonna have to take the license. So whatever you need, to, whatever you want to do, you need mm-hmm. to buy books. Like I said, if you don't go to school, you have right. to buy books 
And you have to spend a little money for this, you know. And, and if you join my program, you will get freebies. You will get free consults and stuff. But I feel like whatever is your biggest issue, you need to kind of invest in that. So that's the yes. Yes. Invest, invest, invest in yourself. I mean, we invest in so much stuff, Natasha. Like we so much, so much stuff. But at some point you do have to invest in yourself. And I heard Bishop T.D. Jake say years ago, he said we invest so much on the outside, but he challenged the audience. But what did you have you invested on the inside stuff? Um, Yeah, you're right in line with that. And I have heard so many women say, well, and they, they use these outside, you know, excuses for why they haven't done it. I said, nobody's stopping you from getting an audio book. Nobody's stopping you from buying a book. Nobody's stopping you from going on. It, there's so much information that you can self-study and get up to date with that there's no excuse for you not to be where you want to be. And that's what I'm saying. Basically, what I'm saying is if, if you do all these things every day and you and you know your goal, you're going to hit that goal. You're going to hit. like I've seen every single person who we look up to who has hit big goals. Yeah, they've always said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You have to believe it. You have to believe it. But you also have to act. It can't just be a hope and a rich and a prayer with no action. Right. <laughs> just, <laughs> just get a book. You know, you can't nobody like that's investment. Carrie said, I need help with the LSAT. Can you yeah. can your program help me? Yeah, we have with every single aspect with the with the law lab, every single aspect of becoming a, a successful attorney. All right, Carrie. So I'm going to make sure you personally get the the link, or if you want to jump over to charvet.com, the beautiful blog post that we have for Natasha has the link tree link right in there that um that she referenced. Cynthia said, "All right, <laughs> tell the truth. Nobody is stopping you. Nobody is Especially stopping you. black women. This is our. So we have reached a different level." Black women are not settling anymore. We're not accepting scraps. We know what we want. We want luxury. We want to live a nice life. We want our kids to be happy. We want our family to be happy. We want a vacation. We're on a different vibe. So Mm -hmm. all that, are we going to sit back and wait for somebody to give us permission to do something? That's done. You'll never be able to get a, you know, hit a goal like that. And I had to realize that too, you know, you go through phases where you be where you're a victim. Yeah. You feel woe is me, and you realize, wait, nothing's stopping me but me. Period. Mm. So that's why I do this because this is empowering you. To, yeah, they're like, dang, all I have to do is do a one, read a little paragraph from my book, and do my meditation, and do this and do that, and then I can go to sleep without worry. Yes, go to sleep, rest, and do it again tomorrow. Do it again. The yes. Fifth- Coach Andrea, we will make sure we get the link to you as well. But yes. your son, I know he's in, is he in Atlanta or New York? I know he's doing great things in the community. So I'll make sure, Coach Andrea, that we have the link provided to you as well. Wow. Awesome. Well, I, our time is up. I do not, oh, I don't want to take any more of your time. One, oh. last, time, <laughs> one last time, any all any and all connection points, people are coming in and out. Thank you for all the hearts and the love, um, Periscope and YouTube and all of that. Um, he's in Atlanta. Okay, great. Um, one last time, all of your connection points for our listeners, and then we will wrap it up. Okay. Last connection point is at Attorney Scrubs on Twitter and Instagram, and at Top Shelf Virtual on all those, uh, or just us system.org. That's just to get all of my community stuff. And I just want to do want to quickly wrap up. Sure. sure. Um, oh, yeah, because we only stopped at number three because it's six. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Keep going. I don't listen. I could be here all night. I just want to honor your time. Oh, she's so sweet. <laughs> oh, thank you. But I'm in my office. I'm here all night all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but um, number four is your career or your business. So uh, you st I started a business. So if you want to start a business, you know, we'll work on that. Or if you just want to move up in your career, if you want more money, if you want a different position, if you want a different job. And that's actually one of my big goals. I want to work for um, the Kansas City Chiefs. I live in Kansas City and I want to be uh, in the legal department of the Kansas City Chiefs, which is really corporate. It's, you know, majority white men. And it's going to be a big deal for me to do that. And I know and I'm doing it for a purpose. And so that's what I'm focused on right now is, is, is working on my resume and making connections with that. So your career is very important. We, we have a coach that teaches women how to be more confident when you're at work. You lift your head up, you speak confidently. Um, you know, they said that when women are writing, they think they were secretaries instead mm -hmm. of you know, it's, it's little things like that. that yeah, you're yeah, yeah. And then um, number five, no, that's number four. Yeah, number five yes. is <laughs> relationships. This is this is important because um, I think that a lot of people just focus on career, career, career. But if you don't nurture your family and your relationships, then you won't be happy because you won't have anybody to share it with. Yeah. And so you also deal with generational traumas and different things. That's what I'm dealing with because everybody has had trauma everybody has went through things as a kid and everybody has generational stuff like my grandma did it and then my mama did it and now i'm doing it. same thing with the men like we have men coach male coaches that can help men with relationships because men are reimagining themselves and reimagining their role in relationships mm. in light of you know consent and like i said women being different now it's, it's a different world for men now so what they were taught initially is not really working for them when they want a high quality woman and so same thing with women you know we can't talk crazy to men and be mean or do this and i yeah. used, i mean i treated my guys like my friends and they were like i don't like that and i didn't know that i didn't know that I, my mouth was slick and you know <laughs> you have to so um and also family you have to mm -hmm. i feel like if you have a bad relationship with your parents or you have a bad relationship with your siblings, you know, you're going to work on that. I'm not saying it's going to be solved, but you're going to get better. You're going to call your mom. You're going to text, whatever. Right. The last one, which is one of my favorite ones, is community and impact. Mm -hmm. I feel like you cannot level up if your community is not leveling up and if you are not making the impact. And so that's why as soon as I graduated law school, I immediately went to my community and was like, how can I impact? How can I power up the community and yeah. you know we'll help people with different ways on how they can do it you know you can do it virtually you can do it in person and it's not always money i think uh especially during the black lives matter movement going on right now mm -hmm. a lot of people were throwing it seemed like everybody was trying to donate i believe that everybody it's not everybody's ministry to donate it's mm -hmm. all these ministry to donate because they have they can donate a hundred thousand dollars that can wipe out everybody's donation but we can do things in different ways. We can use our brains. We can use our talents. If you play an instrument, if you do art, whatever you do, you can impact your community and it, it won't cost you a dollar. So I feel like if you do, if you do something in these areas every week and you, and you say what you want every single day, 
then you're going to level up and you're going to level up in 30 days and you're going to level up again in 60 days and one day you're going to wake up and hit that goal so that's what that program is about i love it hashtag level up and <laughs> Top shelf virtual lab. Uh, I am telling you what. And then, and then once you do that goal, then you then you just start. You're starting over again. You start you over again, exactly. Because I hit my goal, and I was like, "Wow, what am I supposed to do now?" Oh, right. <laughs> I got something else, and I and this is all virtual. So um, the law lab, the level up is virtual. You can be, and we have listeners from all over, so they can be anywhere um, yes. because. It's all delivered virtually, which again, I am a huge proponent of. Those of you that follow me, um, you know, I'm gonna get on your site too because this is my first time doing it. So I think you have a lot of experience and stuff. So you could be a coach, you know, that's another career coach. Yes, yes, I'd love to connect that way. All right, so my last question, and we're done. The goal of my show, and I like to ask every guest this the goal of my show is to motivate, excite, and influence. And we want to know what continues to motivate Natasha. I think that uh, the promise that I can, like I said, I feel like it's community and family. Uh, My mama and my siblings motivate me. Uh, That's one thing I didn't even say that. Uh, my mom is actually 18 years older than me, and she had a pulmonary embolism and a stroke when during my last year of law school, mm-hmm. my last semester. And I have two younger siblings, and basically, I had to be a caretaker for her and a substitute mama for them for the last four years, trying to pass the bar and graduate and do all of these things. Yeah. And they are my right now. They're my number one motivation because I feel like if I can. They watch me and they come to all my stuff. And I want, you know, I want them to see that they can do anything. Yeah. Um, and then my community, I feel like when black women earn more money, we do more. And I know mm-hmm. that if I had the money that I that I will have, um, then I would be able to, I wouldn't have to ask the government to help my school system. I would just write a check. That's right. what, Some people can write checks when you have that money. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I know a lot of people say money doesn't solve everything, but money solves some of the things. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And then as um as um Red Fox said, let me find out for myself. Let me um, find out. For myself. Said, yeah. said, Fred, one of the one, Fred Sanford, one mm-hmm. of his friends said, Fred, money don't money don't solve everything. Money don't answer everything. Fred said, let me find out for myself. Yes. Because I want to, I, I always, I got like the biggest heart. I'm like, oh, I want to buy all these kids laptops and all these kids yeah. iPads. And I don't, I don't want to have to ask the, when I know that they're defunding the schools, my, my governor in Missouri just took, just cut $133 million from the school budget and doesn't care because the black kids are going to be the ones suffering for it. So mm-hmm. I feel like resistance is kind of like going against that. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what y'all want to do, even though we keep telling y'all that y'all defunding the schools. Okay, now we're gonna fund our own schools, or we're gonna put money up, like the law, the law camp that I did. Yeah, I had sponsors for it, and I would have never been able to do it. I don't have to wait because the white kids I went to law school with, they all did stuff like that. I said we didn't have that program, so I made my own program. So yeah. I just feel like the promise of a new world, the promise of something different being being able to happen from my influence and my work. That's my motivation. Ah, Natasha Scruggs. Thank you. Thank you. Our paths will continue to cross. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for stopping by the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, listeners, it is a wrap. 
Wow. Thank you for all of those that um, have hung out with us. Yes, yes, yes. We see all of the love, uh, all of the hearts that came through, all of the shares. Uh, so I know that you have people on your timelines. If you're li if you're watching live, share it out again. Thank you uh, for those that are listening later in iTunes and Spreaker and Spotify and Stitcher and Charvet.com and Blog Talk Radio and all of the places. Um, we thank you so much. We continue to bring amazing uh, guests to you. That's going to help you change your life. And again, uh, the last call, the last time that you can get in on my product and course academy, um, the last live version of this is um, the doors closed tomorrow night, uh, midnight on Wednesday. So jump over to myacademy.biz. That's a wrap. Uh, we're, we're going out. Thank you so much. Cynthia said, great show. Thank you for being here. We, are, we appreciate you. Uh, and we're going to see you guys later. You've been listening to the Charvet Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvet Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvet Mitchell Radio Show.